0: Honestly, Gavin, I don't even have the energy to yell at you this week. Let's just start the damn show. The following podcast contains...
1: Oh! Won't somebody please think of the children?
0: Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you let an angry-looking young white dude buy a gun in the first place... What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, August 9th, 2019, Perfectly Good White Boys edition of the show, where we talk about what is wrong with all these young white boys today. Stay tuned. The What the Hell are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Jacob, the number one baby name in 2001. This year, Jacob has turned 18 and is ready to enter the adult world, and he is not happy about it. Jacob would like you to know this place is fucked up and wonders if we plan on doing something about it. Jacob is deeply concerned his parents and grandparents have squandered his future in order to finance their creature comforts and is revengeful they expect his generation to fix it. Jacob is suspicious that anyone older than he remotely gives a shit about what happens to Jacob once they're gone, but will insist Jacob take care of them if they want a taste of that fat, fat inheritance money. Jacob would like to ask you, is it any wonder he's so pissed off? And don't even ask about Emily. She's just muttering and sharpening her knives in the corner. Lane? What? are you doing? Nothing. Yes, you are fuck up little camper we'll beat that slope together yeah yeah I'm right behind you buddy
1: wow. oh. that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that.
0: When I was eight or nine years old, I was running home from school one afternoon and fell down on my knees. It wasn't an unusual thing for me to do because I never possessed anything that remotely resembled Look out, I've got cat-like speed and reflexes. Fucked up my left knee. Really, really bad because I came down on a fairly good sized rock. Were it not for the iron weave of my husky sized tough skin jeans? Skin fabric. These kids are wearing tough skins. The jeans made of an exclusive permapress fabric. So is the trampoline. You can get boys and girls Western style tough skin jeans in sizes three to six X for four ninety-nine. Girl sizes seven to fourteen for five ninety-nine and boy sizes 7 to 12 for five forty nine. Sears Tough Skins, the jeans that are tough to beat, at a price that's tough to beat. Which were so tough you needed either a laser drill or a diamond carbide bit to go through. I might have noticed the flow of blood from my body and told someone. I mean, sure, it hurt, but back in the 70s, after a certain age, and if you were a boy pain was just go part was just part of life i mean you didn't go crying to anyone about it so an hour or so later i happened to take a look at my knees only to discover the extent of the damage done so much blood rivers of blood at this point in time, I began to be somewhat concerned, but lucky for me, I had just completed a block of instruction on first aid in, in junior high, and I knew exactly what to do. Apparently, my instructors just assumed the, that, I, that I understood the first thing I was supposed to do was, I don't know, tell an adult, because I didn't. And rather than do that, I poured hydrogen peroxide all over it, slathered some first aid cream, and put a Band-Aid on it. And to my, to my credit, I thought I did a pretty good job. Days later... My mom came to me with my tough skins, wondering why the inside of my left leg of the pants looked like the floor of an abattoir. And well
1: done, (laughs) but we did want a block of flats.
0: And I explained, oh, I'd skinned my knees, and uh, she rather rationally thought that the amount of blood seemed just a bit much for a skinned knee, and demanded I show her my boo-boo. And because of my first aid training was, again, predicated on my telling an adult about the injury, any follow-up care, like, I don't know, changing a bandage, etc., was uh, sort of skipped over also because, you know, those are the sort of things an adult will know. This meant my knee was developing a really good infection by the time we, <laughs> we finally saw it at a way to the hospital we went. Long story short, that's why people call me Peg Leg Dave. Well, you think that's funny. Kind of. Yeah. No, I mean, it was fine. I was given a tetanus shot and antibiotics and a lecture on telling adults when you're hurt. But what baffled everyone was how much, how painful it must have been when it happened. And I was like, yeah, you know, it hurt, but not that bad. And to this day, I have a three inch long, two inch wide scar on my knee. That's how bad I fucked it up. But back then, I was like, no, it didn't hurt that bad. And all I can remember really from that day is my mom just slowly kneading her forehead because she knew at that moment that she was raising a straight white male because no one else could be that fucking stupid. She's not wrong. And that stupidity brings me to the lead for this leaked screed. What's wrong with them white boys? Now, look, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the shootings. God, I can't. And I'm going to take for granted that you, a listener of this load podcast, are aware of all you need or wanted to know about the shootings. You're forced to deal with them. Nor am I going to talk about the Klan mander in chief I've said all I can say about gun control and about white people in general. No, I'm going to talk about, uh, to talk about young dudes, specifically young white dudes. Because that's my dude experience. I mean, young black dudes have similar problems, but they manifest in entirely different ways. And honestly, I'm an old white dude, and I'm not the person to be speaking about the issues of young black men. Let's begin with this. There's no question that young white men in America have a bit of a problem. Look, can I just say, not all men... <laughs> oh my God, if Ross Geller were real, and he was 19, and he was 2019, he would be sporting a fedora and be a notorious reply guy on Twitter. Now still... I will grant you, not all young white men have a problem, but the ones who do are very, very loud about them. And if you plot the Venn diagram of incels, alt-right trolls, gamer gators, proud boys, men's rights activists, over-the-top Bernie bros, reply guys, mansplainers, pickup artists, and MAGA-hatted chudge, and internet atheists, that's quite a list. They all overwrap around one burning issue. They believe someone owes them something and that somehow they weren't given what they feel they deserve. And hey, I was once a young dude. I'm very familiar with the feeling. My 20s were a seething cauldron of angst and dissatisfaction that other people had things I did not, and I was entirely certain the reason I did not have those things is because I was too nice. Nice guy? no yeah come to find out the reason i didn't have love and all that shit was because uh, i was a real douchebag and i was angry all the fucking time i'm not saying i was ready to be fitted for Fedora and apache neckbeard but i was pretty shitty yet compared to the angry young white dudes of today i was the soul of gentility and respect i mean i didn't shoot up anything or anyone and i carried a gun every goddamn day and trust me there were people oh yeah there were people. So why are all these perfectly good white boys turning into murderous pieces of shit? The internet? I mean, yeah, but also no. I mean, it's too simple to blame the internet for all these motherfuckers. I mean, there's something bigger infecting young men that has existed long before the connected world of today. I could say it goes all the way be back to the beginnings of modern society and can be blamed as most truly objectionable elements of our social constructions on the Victorians. I, I like the gaslight. And our little problem has a name. From a January 2019 article in the New York Times titled, What is Toxic Masculinity? comes this definition, quote, Toxic masculinity is what can come of teaching boys that they can't express emotion openly, that they have to be tough all the time, that anything other than that makes them feminine or weak. No, it doesn't mean that all men are inherently toxic. It's these cultural lessons, according to the uh, APA, that have been linked to aggression and violence leaving boys and men at disproportionate risk to school discipline, academic challenge, and health disparities, including cardiovascular problems and substance abuse, unquote. Now, the term toxic masculinity gets a lot of right-wing types panties in a twist because they see the idea as an assault on what they consider to be traditional male role models in society. Though, let us remember that cancer is also natural. When someone says maybe our antiquated notions of maleness are in need of some updating, they get all pissy because it reminds them of how much they love their daddies and how daddy taught them everything they know about being a good damn man and no fucking illiter- elitist liberal feminist is ever going to disrespect their daddy. They might even whip out their, <laughs> wipe their eyes because insulting someone's father is one of the eight acceptable times you uh, may develop moisture in your eyes as a real man. And I don't want to insult anyone's dad So let's talk about the extant male model The conservative idea of manhood That has pretty much been the accepted norm in American society For about the past 150 years A man should be the protector Guardian of family and home He must Be strong and stoic in the face of adversity. He should never show pain or fear. His emotions must be private. He can never show weakness or hesitation. He should be skilled and competent in providing for his family. He should respect women and children, but never ever tolerate disrespect from them he should be kind but not so kind that his kindness could be mistaken for weakness he must work to provide and if that means he's often away from his family then that's the price he must pay in short he must be omnipresent in the lives of his family but always distant from them as well
1: and the cats in the cradle and the
0: of the positive aspects of what we call toxic masculinity i think anyone over the age of 40 will certainly identify this as their father growing up and i love my dad and he's a decent honorable man who loves his family and would very much do anything for them But damn it, if he doesn't run down that list and check off every box. And it wasn't that he didn't want to spend time with his family or show emotion or any of the other things on the list. He literally wasn't allowed. I mean, he could no more break his social programming in this respect than he could knock off a liquor store for a pack of smokes and whatever was in the register. He was literally built that way from birth, and he never even thought to question it. And he passed these values on to his only son, who lives with them in all their fucked up glory to this day. I know they're wrong. I reject their premise, and yet they are so baked into my psyche that I have to live with them as part of who I am now. How fucked up are you? Oh, I'm not well at all. And then a lot of these ideas get perverted by poverty, addiction, mental illness, or just general shittiness, and have been since their inception. It's an easy reach from emotional distance to just plain not giving a fuck. Let's look at how these traditional values get warped in the mind of many American men. I'm the protector of this family. It stands to reason that I am the owner of this family. My wife and children are my property. Since they're my property, I'm free to do them with them what I wish. I will channel the pain and fear I'm not allowed to display into anger, which has always been socially acceptable for men to display. And I will direct that anger at the people closest to me. My weakness that I'm not allowed to allowed to have anyone see will manifest in abuse, physical and psychological. And I will enforce the respect I am owed if I even think I'm not getting it with my fist or. worse if necessary and because kindness is so often confused for weakness i will never show kindness i will be absent from my family for work or any damn reason i want because they're my property and they have no say in what i do with my life and for far too many people of all ages they will hear this and recognize their own father as well our idea of masculinity is fucked And they are the same sides of the coin. You cannot have one without the other. And all these angry young men are infected by this broken ideal of what it means to be a man. At the same time, they are bombarded with a culture that is rapidly moving away from these old mores and into a more egalitarian concept of what it means to be a man. One not predicated on being a man, but on being a human being with a full functional range of emotions and fears who experiences life rather than represses it or hire it from it, and they have no fucking idea how to participate in this world they were never taught how because their own fathers and mothers had no idea and no one cared enough about them to teach them any other way I read and hear about how young white men in this country are steadily falling behind. They lag in school. They don't have jobs. Substance abuse is endemic among the millennial and Gen Gen Z. If Gen X was defined by our cynicism, then there's something to be said that young men today are defined by their apathy. So they sit and rot their brains with video games, which I'm not blaming for any of this. They're just a placebo for engagement with the world, and they rot them with social media. They lack the tools to function in society that values different things than they were taught, particularly out in real America, where the conservative social structures have a death grip on a generation trying to keep them from ever thinking for themselves. You want to know why young white dudes are fucking angry? Well, you'd be goddamn angry too if this is what you had to live with. And oh... Oh, we've given them is to cling to his guns, empty patriotism, and racism, and they're fed a diet of vitriol that tells them the reason their life sucks is immigrants, and that they're taking their jobs, and people like me are trying to take away their manhood and force them to act like a bunch of fucking faggot pussies or something. None of this is true, and I think even they know that. But all they have is the tools they were given to cope with this new reality, and the tools they were given are fucking useless because the manhood they were raised in doesn't fucking exist anymore. It's no fucking wonder just a very few of them suddenly become monsters. We might as well have made them in a lab like some fucking social and cultural Dr. Frankenstein. And look, dealing with toxic masculinity is really really hard. I have spent the past 20 years trying to purge its taint from me like a third tier Robert Jordan character. The reference here is very obscure. Very obscure. And honestly, I've only had very modest success, and I'm really fucking smart. I mean, not to brag, I'm very smart, well-educated, and surrounded by brilliant people who love me and want me to be better.
1: That is the exact definition of bragging.
0: And if I have a hard time, what the fuck is some poor kid in East Frog fuck West Virginia whose education consisted of showing up at some rundown school with the highest scholastic endeavor was teaching him to run a fucking post pattern on a football field? What's he going to fucking do? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to go on the internet and find other disaffected young white men like themselves and they're going to find and they're going to fucking have their worst impulses reinforced because another part of toxic masculinity is the desperate need to seek approval from other men and when the other men all share the same shitty worldview you do, then all that reinforcement is going to just solidify your sense of resentment, alienation, and hate. You you get incels, you get proud boys, you get neo-Nazis because the easiest path to feeling better about yourself is to hate someone else. Always has been Always will be It's the foundation of religion Since the first time Grok picked up a stick And whacked Gog on the head For worshipping at the bottom Of the wrong motherfucking tree And if you want to me to be all fair and balanced about this the exact same reason that's going on with young black men who don gang colors and wind up killing each other over a fucking instagram post because black men have their own fucking brand of toxic masculinity that takes all the bad things that white toxic masculinity has and layers it with a veneer of righteous rage at the poverty and racism white people have given them for the past 400 fucking years young white men are fucked because no one can be bothered to teach them how to to live in the modern world they're fucked because they are given the massive weight of being a fucking man with all the responsibilities of being a man and then they're told they're worthless when they fail at being a man a few months ago a razor company put out a fucking ad (laughs) taking on toxic masculinity and while the thought was nice it did nothing to teach young men on how that could be all the things Gillette thought that they should be how to be the best man they can be what the fuck does that even mean to some young kid whose only male role model didn't know how to be a man himself, how could he fucking be even if even if he was there it's he, not there's no one there to teach him because he, their fathers don't know their grandfathers don 't know their great grandfathers don 't know you want to try and fix this problem of angry young men picking up guns and killing people because they 're angry you want to root out the culture of bigotry and hate that infest the internet you want to address the misogyny and rape culture. You want the rage to subside? Stop telling young men what they need to be and teach them how to be fucking human beings, that they can fucking cry, that they can be afraid, that they can fail, and it doesn't mean they aren't a man. Teach kids from the start that what lies between their legs isn't fucking important, but what rests between their ears is, because if we don't, the poison of this outdated masculinity will fucking kill us all. That is it for our show this week. I struggled really hard this week because this week it's just been it's just been man, this fucking week. I'm so tired, pod friends. I'm so very tired and I, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I guess it would be better if I could cry or something, but every time I try to cry, it's just this dust keeps coming out of my eyes. I I should probably see a doctor or something. I'm uh, just going to close the show by saying do all the things that I always ask you to do. And if you have kids, you poor fucking bastards, I do not know how you are coping with the world the way it is. I mean, I remember being scared of nuclear war as a kid and my parents telling me, you know, don't worry about it because there's a lot of people, including your dad out there working to make sure it never happens. And looking around the world today, I I don't think that you can tell your kids that anyone is out there working to, to, to say that this never will never happen again. I just I don't see it. I mean, I guess you could lie to your kids about it and make them feel good. But I I think when they turn on the news every fucking day and have to wear a bulletproof backpack at their school and hide under their desk with a lock while their teacher locks the door, they're going to figure out that Santa Claus is carrying an AK-47 and he's coming in to gun down the first grade. Fucking Mitch McConnell, you evil prick. So you know what? hug your kids if you have a son and he cries you tell him that it's fucking fine he cried because sometimes the world is just a real kick in the cock but you should probably say it differently though because honestly that's probably a little much for a seven-year-old so for me dave when you coming home dad bledsoe producer don't know when gavin and all the fictional cats in the cradle on this show we just want to seriously say hug your fucking sons once in a while It'll help. my child We'll see you all next day. week.
1: He came to the world in the usual way. But there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. He was talking for I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know I'm going to be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when But we'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then sun turn, turned 10 turn. just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, I'm not today. I got a lot to do. He said, that's OK. And he, he walked away, but his smile never did not said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know I'm going to be like him. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon little boy blue and the man in the moon when you're coming home that I don't know when but we'll get together then you know we'll have a good time then I have no ending for this so I take a small bow
0: seltzer kings podcasts